This is your host Shane from Radical Rocks. Today we are going to do without our theme song and get right into it. I have not been able to be with you for, oh, I don't know, three weeks or so. Been very, very busy trying to run my business, went to a wedding, been doing everything, and wanted to do this podcast. And uh, under the regret of my family, I'm going to do it anyway. So, here we go. We're going to get right into it. We have all kinds of rock and fossil gym news. I'm going to try to go through it quickly. We've got a Scotland dino discovery, the oldest rock in the world, We've got rock hounding trips, we've got dinos killed by asteroids, bubblegum agate, Oklahoma agate, the largest diamond. We have all kinds of rock and gym news from South Carolina, Oklahoma, um, special fluorescent minerals, and so much more. So let's get right into it. I want to thank you for coming by and liking and subscribing. You can find us at Radical Rocks. Uh, YouTube videos. You can find us on MeWe, Locals, Parlor, um, <clears throat> and others. So come on down and check us out. We haven't been on Facebook much at all. Spending more time on MeWe. If you want to come over there, I do try to check the chat pretty regularly on that and um, be a part of that. So I did find a beginner's guide to gemstones and their use in jewelry. If you're interested in that, you can go to sflcn.com. And this is written by the Caribbean News here. There's a whole article here, mostly talking about uh, faceted stones. Basically goes into some of the real simple stuff on uh, the durability, the hardness, the stability, the toughness, uh, top uses, Stone setting, talks about soldering and pickling, finishing and polishing, and then just cleaning your gemstones. So kind of a nice little round robin um, story on that if you want to go into that. They do have some couple little hyperlinks, but um, very basic. So next we have... Fossils of the Giant Sea Dragon Found in Britain. Um, this was posted by Forrest Morton and can be found on InsideWalesSport.co.uk. And they have an outline of this creature. It looks like it's kind of like by the beach there. Prehistoric sea dragon just discovered in the Midlands of Central England, described as one of the Greatest discoveries in the history of British paleontology, uh, as per Connected Guardian. This Ichosaurus skeleton, about 10 meters long with a skull that probably weighs a ton, is the largest and most complete fossil of its species ever discovered in the UK. And this was found uh, just last year. And they are digging it up. It is a complete skeleton. Seems like we reported on this before. They like... News likes to repeat itself a lot, so we will see the same articles popping up again and again. Um, but this is really neat pictures. 
Our friends at Rock and Jim, you can go to rockandjim.com. I get emails from them. They send me articles for free. This Wyla Mite is a fluorescent beauty, and you can read about this. Uh, it was put out on March 28th. It's beautiful green with a super dark, uh, almost a grape color at the bottom. And this fluorescent specimen comes from the... I believe the T is silent. It's T-S-U-M-E-B, the Sumi mine in Nambia. And it shows at least two parallel limonic stalactites with stunning blue-green hue. The specimen was once part of the collection of a noted rockhound and collector, um, the late rock, it says H. Courier. Now, this is a zinc silicate, uh, silicate mineral that responds to ultraviolet. It's very excited and sometimes can glow for over a dozen hours. Another old property or odd property of wylamite is visible when you strike a massive chunk with a hammer. It will briefly phosphorus, so it'll kind of light up and glow. Um this collection, it says, uh, will make you think of Franklin Sterling Hill, New Jersey, because these are the only deposits where this particular mineral is the primary zinc ore. So, fluorescent mineral capital of the world is in Franklin, New Jersey. After all, the twin complex zinc iron deposits of the Franklin Sterling Hill have managed to produce something over 70 minerals that respond to some form of ultraviolet excitation. So, pretty cool. You can find out about finding it. The discovery of Wylamite took place in a small locality near Altenburg, Belgium, and uh, it was described as a silicus silicate of zinc, later named for Belgians King William I. These New Jersey deposits were known as an igneous, uh, excuse me, it was known uh, by the uh, indigenous people before Europeans arrived in the 1600s. It says the Dutch were said to be in control, but evidence of mining activity is sketchy. During the 1700s, 17, uh, serious mining took place, but not for zinc. They did open pit methods to mine small deposits of magnetite. Iron ore was smelted in small furnaces that gave rise to the unofficial name Franklin Furnace. So it goes on to talk about the men that ran these uh, furnaces in the 1900s. Talks about its fluorescent properties under an ultraviolet light. This uh, chromophore magnese, magnese causes a fluorescent reaction and uh, can last for a long, long time. The different shapes of the mineral, it says its crystal form is hexagonal and jimmy crystals are found in a few locations like Franklin and the original European source, often colorless and usually prismatic. However, such crystals are uncommon. Uh, at the Franklin Sterling, as the New York Jersey crystals are often crude and opaque. In this region, most wylamite uh, 
has been formed in the Franklin limestone and marble and have been etched out or chipped to expose a complete form. So the different colors of this particular fluorescent mineral, it can be colorless, pale green, yellow, um, have nearly perfect small crystals to pale green, dark green, red, brown, even black in the large crystal masses. But when you think of this type of crystal, you think of rounded, blunt, hexagonal, with rough prism and uh, shades of red, reddish brown due to the iron in the structure. So also ask the question, wylamite or trotsite? For decades, the red-brown wylamite crystals from the New Jersey deposit have been referred to as trotsite, T-R-O-O-S-T-I-T-E. Says while true, or maybe it's true, true site was is now a discredited mineral name. It does have a historical connection identifying additional minerals to Franklin. Um, it says that sev there are several articles on the topic concluded that all of the large sized red minerals from the Franklin were a specific mineral. Eventually, they became known as Tootstite. The name stuck even after scientists sorted things out and showed the red crystals were really wylamite. So you can read more about this article. It's quite lengthy. It talks about finding some of the specimens. You could use an ultraviolet light. Um, it says both mines have been long closed, but collectors still find specimens around the area looking in the dumps. There is a digging fee. But uh, this would be a pretty cool one for your collection. And um, check that out. It says the story was originally written by Bob Jones. He writes so much stuff for Rock and Jim. No surprise there. Okay, next, if I can get it to open, because my computer's frozen up. Let's see. The Searchers. Um, this is a Rock and Jim Club in Anaheim, California. They have a wonderful newsletter that they send out um, to the members. They have wonderful meetings. They are talking about a speaker named Walt Lombardo, and he is going to speak on diamonds in North America. Um, when is he going to do that? Is there a date? Not sure when he's going to do that. I don't see the date. But anyway, it talks about he is going to go into how recently all these new discoveries of diamond fields have been found. And uh, Canada now becoming huge. Also, many of them in the United States, um, including California. So, pretty cool. Upcoming trips. Um, they had a trip on the 9th and the 10th for trilobites. And uh, they have some pictures of trilobites here. Some upcoming field trips in May. For May 14th and 15th at Lovick Siding uh, and the Caddy Mountains on Sunday. And I've done videos on those if you want to find out. There's some beautiful jasper and agate that can be found in that area. They have a wonderful article on trilobites and also Chuckawalla Springs. They have a report there about Chuckawalla Springs. Very rugged area in California. Very tough and hard to drive. Um, but they were able to find some beautiful 
agate, also some fortification. It's a white with a yellow banding around the um, the cavity and uh, pretty cool. So you want to get hooked up with uh, some rock and gem folks so that you can get some of that good information. Rochester Online um, had a symposium on the 8th and 10th I was going to tell you about, but um, like I said, I've just been so busy to try to tell you about it, but the really neat mineral symposium where they're going to go into quite some depth on gems and minerals. Our friends in uh, Alberta have taken the amylite, which is uh, uh, this beautiful gemstone that is actually a fossil. It's actually an ammonite that has kind of like, it looks like it's opalized. And they were talking about, you know, create having that be their official gemstones. Well, according to this article at jewelrybusiness.com, um, that was done. That is now officially their gemstone. Man, that pop-ups on this site are horrible. Gemfield Books records uh, $42.3 million from an emerald auction. You can read about this at businesseslive.co.za. The demand for the colored gemstone market is buoyant, says a miner after a maiden uh, dividend. And um, the article goes in to talk about these gem fields, um, which also owns Fabergé, Ruby, an emerald miner of the gem fields. Their year is uh, paying off for shareholders. And uh, that's what they say. So lots of emeralds in the market. Interesting discovery in China, the mysterious tomb of Emperor Wen. If you want to check that out, go to scmp.com. They have all these uh, terracotta images. They also found some jewelry there, which is quite amazing. We talked about it a while back, but this video here is worth checking out too. scmp.com. Now, we always like to talk about gold. Um, there's several things about gold out there today. I just tried to weed through and get the best. Vincent... Vera Ciccino tells us at the tryondailybulletin.com, T-R-Y-O-N, about gold. Uh, he says, gold and more in them, their hills. And uh, basically, there's an article that you can hear, you can listen to it, but it's talking about gemstones in Hiddenite, North Carolina, it's talking about the gold rush um, and gold that was found in North Carolina was a leader of gold mining and processing. But, uh, you know, California then in 1848 became an amazing gold area. You can look up a lot of these gold mines over there uh, in Polk County uh, in North Carolina at the mindat.org site. And look at all those if you want. And North Carolina is estimated to have had some of the largest amounts and variety of gemstones and minerals. Uh, and there's over 20 gold mines. They found in North Carolina amethyst, corundum, ruby, sapphire, garnet, topaz, aquamarine, and more. And there's a lot of pay sites where you can actually go there and check that out. 
All right, next, if I can get my computer to work, it seems to be stalling out. And, boy, pop-ups. Okay, The Rock, the largest white diamond ever to come up for auction at salonprivatemag.com. Salon Private Magazine. It's a 228-carat pear-shaped diamond. It is magnificent. It is beautiful. And there are pictures of it here. They estimate that uh, this baby will go for 20 to $30 million dollars. It is a magnificent gemstone. It was mined and polished in South Africa over two decades ago. It is the largest white diamond ever to appear for sale at auction. Um, this should uh, catch a lot of people. There is a, also a list of other five wonderful white diamonds offered at Christie's auctions that you can look at that are all millions of dollars um, each, from $14 million to this spectacular one of $33 million, almost $34 million. Wow. Where to find agates in Bowley, Oklahoma, B-O-L-E-Y. Um, Rock and Jim, again, they emailed and sent this to me here. They have some beautiful rocks. You can go on a road trip to Oklahoma. Let's see if there's anybody credited to, find, to writing this, maybe at the bottom. Um, story by Bill Reynolds. He goes through in this article and tells us quite a bit about these agates in Oklahoma. And we are going to skim through some of the information here. In Bowley, California, or Oklahoma, you can go check the ancient riverbed uh, where striking cutting, striking cutting material can be found uh, quite a bit. I'm getting a bunch of pop-ups again here. Jeez, ridiculous. No two alike. Uh, the colors are varied. And uh, the material was discovered in 1956 by E.R. Rise, And the patterns are beautiful. They take a mirror finish if you work on them. Their silicas and jaspers are also just as spectacular in this area. Uh, pudding stones and brocaded uh, silicas can be found together. Brocaded, if uh, you probably know what that means, just kind of looks like it broke apart and then was glued back together with something else. Very pretty, like a bunch of puzzle pieces sitting on a table. He, the person who wrote this, wanted to study more about it looked at the Oklahoma Geological Survey and uh, got the information and went uh, up all over. This is an upper Pennsylvania formation in the east-central Oklahoma. It contains uh, certain churts, and this Bowley conglomerate contains some varieties that have been of long interest to collectors, hobbyists, and geologists alike. This is also part of the Vamusa Formation, which extends just north of Ada, Oklahoma, to the Kansas line. The conglomerate was deposited in alluvial delta and uh, chert conglomerate. There's more than any other formation in the area with a total thickness of 630 feet. The breca is mostly angular, ranging in size from a fraction of an inch to three inches and the formation consists of 30 foot of dark shell, 260 foot of chert conglomerates, red and brown sandstones, 
and maybe red shell. There's uh, pictures of these beautiful gemstones polished, and uh, they have plumes, they have brocaded, they have multiple colors, whites, greens, oranges, yellows, uh, creams, very beautiful, orangish, typical uh, quartz uh, microscopic characteristics of the crystalline formation that uh, forms these jaspers, agates, flint, chert, carnelia are some of the varieties. Banded agate is also found there. Um, this Roger uh, Pabarian of the University of Nebraska says of the banded agate, he defines chalcedony as a general term and describes various uh, cryptocrystalline quartz such as chert, jasper, and agate. The agate is a banded form of chalcedony that is usually translucent. He goes into some description uh, of the matrix of the banding and the wavefront that creates the alternating compositions of bands, if you want to get into that. They go into where you can actually find these agates. Uh, Highway 277 going west on Highway 57 from Sasasqua, S-A-S-A-K-W-A, um, and tells you that there is church along these roads and um, other areas that you can go and ditches, things like this where you want to go. There's a lot of stuff that's junk too. Um, the lapidary possibilities from once you pick this up, it polishes very well. They tell you to start off with 100 grit and work your way down to 50,000 polishing wheel. I would look up a local rock hounding group in Oklahoma if you wanted to really find the good spots. That's Those are the ones that know. The Chert Breka, um, there is uh, a descriptive section here that tells you uh, where David Gonza and William Lyon and Neil Sunyason differentiates the chert pebbles and cobbles um, in the Boily conglomerate as follows. Chert breca, it goes into stratified and all the different classifications. There's stratified chert, there is banded chert, and they go into that information more if you want to get the details on the scientific side of it. Now, bubblegum agate. What is bubblegum agate? Can you chew it? Well, if you do, your teeth will all break apart. Our friends at Rock and Jim tell us about bubblegum agate. Um, they sent it to me in an email. It's free. April 4th was when they um, put the article out. It is credited by Jim Brace Thompson, and uh, they have pictures of it here. It's kind of a, when you see it in its formation, it does look like somebody took a glob of bubblegum, chewed it up, spit it out on the ground. But once it's cut, then those bumpy little nodules show the um, orbicular shapes that are within, and these can be tumbled or polished. They're very vivid. A lot of them are red, pinks with whites, cream colors, um, again, this is the typical banded, finely grained uh, microcrystalline quartz that we see. Very hard, uh, very beautiful patterns. Where to collect it? Buffalo Gap National Grassland of South Dakota near the Badlands National Park. Buffalo Gap National Grassland 
is National Preserve, but it does allow informal, non-commercial rock collecting. And the guide will actually show you some of the spots where you can go get that. Um, it's surface, you know, you can't bring a backhoe or anything. It's for your personal hobby only, non-commercial use. Um, and permit is not required at this time. You can contact the local forest service um, and then uh, so on and so forth. Follow all the rules. Um, it is a chalcedony type of formation as well. Been used by the um, Native Americans for many, many years for making arrows and tools and knives and cups and bowls and all sorts of things. A lot of work goes into that. That is the bubblegum agate. Um, next up, if I can get it to pop open, we have the Golden Turkey Mineral Property. Our friends at goldrushexpeditions.com have another wonderful claim um, in uh, Arizona, near Mare, Arizona. And there's a total of three claims. They thought this claim was lost, but it was found. It is in a parallel uh, position that goes east and west to the Gold Belt Load, the Golden Turkey. Uh, has not been mined too much since 1985, and there was a caretaker there. There was 369 tons of waste dump that assayed at about a half ounce a ton. Pretty good. Um, and there is a lot more there to be found. This area uh, has... Uh, load system that's horizontal and flat, extensive, shoots up 100 to 600 in depth, and um, would take quite a bit of work to get that out of the ground. But there's a lot of waste dumps that are already up there that hold a lot of gold in them if somebody was to have the wherewithal to take care of that. The mines are located in the southeastern edge of the Bradshaw Mountains near the towns of Mirror and Spring Valley, 60 acres total. It was remedied in 2010. There's a main portal and it is gated. Um, there is a well that is over 2,000 feet, it says. Wow, underground workings are also on 2,000 foot and cannot be should not be accessed in their current state. So it is filling up with water at some point. Um, there's no more structures, but there is the foundations left over of these things. And in a wonderful gold mining area, this is near the Black Canyon Mining District. All around this area is lots of gold mining areas that you can go check out if you are into gold. I found a really neat article about rockhounds, uh, Glenn and Mary Roca, who share their adventures at the Gym and Mineral Fossil Society show. Um, this was back on April 7th, Melody Parker writes about it at the wcfcourier.com. And what I liked about it is they talked about some of the areas where they actually went and collect. They belong to the Black Hawk Gem and Mineral Society um, in Cedar River area there. And you can go check that out. But what they do uh, when they got started in these minerals and gemstones, they live near uh, Tripoli, and they had all sorts of adventures through Iowa, as well as Thunder Bay, Canada. They dug for amethyst. One of their favorite destinations is the Dust Devil Mine in the Oregon Outback near Plush, Oregon, where rockhounds prospect for Oregon sunstones. 
Feldspar crystals formed in the lava thousands of years ago. We've talked about those, and that is a nice place that they go. They dig for their favorite thunder eggs, uh, which are rough spheres that reveal very geological, varied geological structures, patterns, and colors when cracked open. Insides may be deposits of agate, jasper, opal, quartz, and other crystals and minerals. Um, they discovered uh, some paleontology things uh, with someone from the paleo- paleontologist society, a Devonic, I guess that's what it is, um, fossil site at Butchman County Quarry. 13 species of fossils, uh, celiopods, mollusks, squid, octopus, cuttlefish, nautilus, uh, and all sorts of other things in Iowa's oldest known uh, area for getting these fossils. A large number of fossils are housed in the research and researched in the University of Iowa's Oakdale facility. Um, so there's a lot of information to unpack here about uh, their life and their travels and where they went. I thought it was pretty cool. Scientists say they found a dinosaur that was killed in a massive asteroid site at Discrete.com. Herb Scribner writes, and all they found was a leg. They feel like the leg, they they claim the leg was blown off. They claim that there's a, a, it looks like asteroid debris. I did see other articles about chunks of asteroids that were stuck in fossils. So I don't know if this is just one. At the time of this article being written, it was just one by the BBC News, but uh, maybe there's more. It goes into about this fossil, um, not very much. It's just a leg. They say it wasn't eaten or torn off. I can't tell you how many times they find rocks, just uh, fossils, just parts and pieces, or even different animals mixed of breeds, parts and pieces, like they were swirled down uh, through a massive flood. Now, looking for the world's oldest rock? Well, you're going to want to go to Greenland, and you can do that. The Travel.com, uh, published by Quinter Amuma, A-U-M-A. They tell us that you can go to Greenland. They tell you what time to go. Um, they feel it's the world's oldest rock. It was discovered in 2009. Um, of course, this is hypothetical. But uh, there's a couple outcrops there that they feel are very, very old. And then they start going into, well, one of the reasons it's old is because um, of the fossils that are in the area. And um, that when they put them in seawater for a certain part time, it told them if uh, there was, you know, microbes or whatever, and that stromatolites could have grown, and they didn't need microbe life, and all sorts of other things uh, that they are hypothesizing lead to believing this is the oldest rock. So uh, I thought it was slightly interesting and wanted to share that with you. Let's see here. We are running out of articles, but I will try to share a couple more with you if I have them. First of its kind, DARC. Uh, fossil discovery in Scotland by Emma Arboleda, 
and uh, her name last name is spelled A-R-B-O-L-E-D-A. You can look this up at, um, it looks like C-O-R-N-E-L-L-S-U-N.com. This dinosaur was basically a bird. Um, it was like a, um, uh, it had a wingspan of less than two meters. Um, they did a 3D structure of it. It's the first uh, fossil of a pterosaur, uh, pterosaur, which is a bird, in Scotland. It was discovered in 2017. This is one that's probably been regenerated over and over again, but uh, a very rare find in Scotland, so congratulations to our friends over there. And they have a picture of it in the museum hanging from the ceiling. Pretty cool. has a neat-looking beak. And I think that's about all we got, guys. Sorry. Uh, it's been so long since I've done a podcast, and uh, just remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify. Until next time, that's it. Over and out.